This is the Wealth Ability for CPAs show. Better clients, better practice, better life. Here's Tom Wheelwright. Welcome to the Wealth Ability Show for CPAs, where we're always discovering how to build better clients, a better practice, and a better life. This is Tom Wheelwright, your host, founder, and CEO of the Wealth Ability Network. So we're, our world is constantly changing. And one of the big changes is that we have this huge market in the CPA world that perhaps is a little untouched compared to what we could do. And that is marketing to female entrepreneurs. Okay. So it's, as I understand, there's a very big difference uh, marketing, but I'm here to learn just like you are. And we have a very special guest who um, has been called the high priestess of marketing to women. And I love that because uh, while I have business partners who are women, I have you know, obviously employees who are women, we have members of our network who are women. Um, specifically marketing to women is not something that I've ever done. And uh, so I'm dying to talk to Marty Barletta. And Marty, welcome to the show. And if you would just give us a little bit of your background and your history and why you talk about this. Uh, well, thank you, Tom. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I've been working in this area. Uh, let's see. My, my first book, Marketing to Women, came out uh, in the early 2000s and was very well received. And so I, I wrote another one. It's, the first one's called Marketing to Women, and which I loathed. It's a very boring title, but my publisher made me call it that. But now I get the pleasure of saying, yeah, I literally wrote the book, Marketing to Women. Um, <laughs> And I wrote another one called Marketing to Primetime Women, which is relevant to people because it focuses on what I call primetime, the age uh, range 50 to 70 years old. Mm. Right now, it's, full, it's half full of boomers and half full of Generation X. It's not a generational description. It talks about that specific age range because uh, as far as uh, financial professionals are interested, but really everybody is interested, that is the age range where in households, have typically the biggest financial assets that they have. They're at the peak of their earning careers. And also, interestingly, it is a time of enormous change for women in households, that age group, when the kids start getting out on their own and women can kind of return their attention and their interest to something that is more directly an interest to theirs as opposed to focusing their whole entire lives around uh, running the kids. So I, uh, I've i been doing that for a while. I've spoken all over the world, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, I've done a lot of presenting to financial firms of various sorts, banks and financial services firms. And, uh, and it's interesting because the financial areas have been typically the very first areas to get interested in marketing to women. And I've always told the other industries that I work with, because these are the people who are in charge of knowing where the money is. And if they're interested in marketing to women, I dare say everybody should be. For now, sure. So I, I, I'll echo that. My mother, uh, the way I got into accounting, my mother was the controller for my dad's printing company. And I, we all, worked in the, we all worked in the business and I, I worked as a bookkeeper and my, for my mother as the boss, I definitely a mama's boy. And, <laughs> uh, and, and it's what got me interested. It's what, what launched uh, my career. So mm -hmm. I totally get that because it certainly was mm -hmm. that way in my household. And yeah. my mother was a working woman and she was a working woman in the fifties, which uh -huh. was common. 
Um, That's but, bold. It is. It is. Uh, but she unique. was a very uncommon woman. So, mm -hmm. uh, so tell me uh, if you can just share a little bit about what are the differences that you see in how women look at finance versus how men look at finance. That, that's pretty much one of my number one questions. Well, you know, Tom, it's interesting because the way women look at everything is kind of different than the way men look at everything. Um, I don't mean to, and if you give me a second to put this into context, right? A lot of people say, oh, women and men, they're not that different. We're all the same under the skin, la, la, la. And sure, we have a lot in common, men and women, but some of those, I draw the analogy with DNA because mouse DNA and human DNA, believe it or not, is 95% identical. And yet that last 5% makes a huge difference, right? I think it's the same thing with men and women. Men and women may be 95% identical, but boy, oh boy, that last 5% also makes a huge difference. And interestingly enough, that 5% is concentrated very much in the areas of what people care about, which is priorities, um, what they're interested in and how they like to make decisions. That is one of the biggest differences between men and women. So consequently that applies to, to all areas, not just financial, but those two areas apply uh, in the financial area as well. The other thing is that women and men have kind of different attitudes towards money. For men, money tends to be, and I'm exaggerating to be quick here, Tom, you know, to make a point, but um, to, to men, money is more interesting because money is kind of like a game it in is. some respects, you it know, is. you get a score, you get something specific that you can brag about, you can talk to your friends about how you're so smart because of this, la, la, la. Women don't see money like that at all. Okay, first of all, women don't see the their friends uh, as a competitive. Men get to know each other through competition. It's like they josh each other, you know, they kid each other. And it's all a little bit brash and, and competitive. Now, I know more about music, yeah, sure, but I know more about boats, you know. Um, but women don't tend to play that way and we don't get to know each other by showing how much more we know in a particular area. Women tend to make bonds and build rapport by finding out the things that we have in common, all right? And so money is something that separates people, especially when you use it in competitive conversations, if you would. Women are a little bit um, more likely to think of money as the root of all evil, you know? Um, and that's exaggerated too, for sure. Everybody appreciates the value of money, I get that. But women never, rarely have the same objective of, I want to be rich. I want to be rich. You know, there are some women who think like that, but women tend to think more in terms of, this is what I want for my family. This is what I want for my future. They tend to think more in human terms than in terms of the game score. You know what so I'm saying? You see women looking at more of us as a sense of security, that money brings a sense of security mm -hmm. than it is a sense of um, um, self-worth. Yeah. Yeah, self-worth. Absolutely, that's a really good way to put it. Uh, uh, and, and that is true also, that women tend to be, security is valued much more highly amongst women than men. Uh, men value independence and freedom, so do women, but uh, security is much higher on women's list than it is for men. Got it. That, that would make a big difference, of course. So let's talk. So, so let's drill down just one, one little bit here on type of finance. My specialty is taxes. And a lot of our um, listeners are 
uh, tax professionals. So how do women look at taxes, um, both what they're paying, what they, you know, what, whether they should pay more, whether they should pay less? What's that conversation like with women? Well, I imagine there's some elements of it the same as men. Women look at taxes as a necessary evil. And it's a chore. It's something that we have to do, but we don't want to do it. And fine, if I can push it off to somebody else, that would be basically awesome. just like men. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The interesting thing, though, is in this new world that's evolving, where CPAs uh, on the one side and financial advisors or investment advisors on the other side are both converging towards what clients have wanted for a long time, which is comprehensive financial planning. Yep. And this is right up women's alley. In fact, Tom, I predict that because of this trend, women will get more and more engaged in financial planning. They'll be more and more interested in it than they have been in the past. I know that uh, for financial advisors, one of the big challenges very often for household accountant, for house, uh, CPAs working with a household, is that it's hard to get the woman involved. And she will uh, very often, yeah, you know, Van will handle it, he'll, he'll do it. And the reason for that, I'm convinced, is because for men, um, find investing, from the financial advisor side and saving or you know make saving uh, doing something smart with taxes as we said is a game and this fits into you know something that 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 men find uh, very it's engaging fun. it's actually fun it's fun thank you it's fun and so that's why i was hesitating to say it because you said that men see it as a chore well yes they do in some respects but in some respects you can win at this chore okay this is, this is a game you can win at for sure this is a game we, <laughs> I, I mean you know i look at taxes though way taxes is a game mm -hmm. I mean, that's what i like about it it's a extraordinarily mm -hmm. complex game and you can win and i can win not just for that's me right. but I can win for the clients so it's, it's right. a huge win right it is. but if you're talking about security then um my question is so when you're when you're having that discussion with one or getting the getting the non-financial partner involved Okay, so frequently it's still women. I, I've seen it more and more with men where we have, like I have a, I, I've got a friend, a couple of friends who have stay-at-home husbands, right? They're mm -hmm. the breadwinners and they have stay-at-home hus husbands, but especially when it's a stay-at-home um, wife. Okay, so how do you get them involved in it? What, what are the, are there terms that uh, you use um, that are, are there certain keywords that trigger it for the woman that might, you know, the man go that the man could even use the husband giving you say, I'd like you to be involved. Here's why. Well, first of all, the men don't you the husbands aren't the ones who usually want the wife involved. It's the professional who wants the wife involved. And the reason for that is that in uh, still today, and there are very traditional attitudes. And if you do have both of them in a meeting, the husband and the wife in the meeting. So if you're looking for magic terms to engage women, it's the human values. It's words like family, future, kids, plans, safe, you know, security, taking care of, uh, taking care of your parents, taking care of your, 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 your disabled sister, whatever. So those are the types of things that get women involved. If somebody's like, I want to save you on taxes on, you know, uh, we're going to look at the, I'm making this up. I totally don't know, you know, the 40719B and uh, we're going to figure out how to maximize your, uh, your yeah, they don't care. Blah, 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 blah. no, they don't care. 
And, and, and the reason if they can get their husbands to handle it without them, oh, thank God, this is the one thing that he'll do that I can push off of my plate because I know this sounds self-serving, but honestly, women do wear more hats than men and they are usually way busier, you know? And if the men will agree to do this and I can get rid of it, yay! So uh, if you want- That's that's really helpful, Marty. That is super helpful. Okay, so let's let's turn our attention a little bit to um, the marketing side, okay? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, for example, in in our network, I I would say a good 40, almost 50% of our members are women. And Mm so uh, we are, as a company, we're marketing to women, Mm -hmm. okay? And then there's more and more women-owned business, which I think is great. My wife owns a business. Um, I love that. Uh, my, my, both, both my business partners are female and I, I think they're, they have some amazing abilities when it comes to building a business that they completely escape me. Mm-hmm. And I just think, and it just seems to be common among the women that I know in the businesses. So I love this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause I think they're extraordinarily successful, but a different way successful and certainly going to take a different path. So how do you actually communicate from a marketing standpoint? You wrote the book, Marketing to Women. Um, how do you communicate to women that is different than how you'd communicate to men? Well, one of the very first things is you, you pick a subset to communicate with. I don't know uh, myself exactly what kinds of marketing CPAs do. I'm familiar with what financial advisors do, and I'm feeling like I could sort of make the assumption that it would be well, similar. Well, let me give you an example. So our marketing tends to be less advertising and more education. Mm-hmm. So the way we're going to market is through providing education, for example, podcasts or um, other, you know, YouTube videos, things like that. Uh, things that, and, and what I'd love to do is be able to get more women interested in watching those videos and in, in, in engaging in that education, women tend to be, I find, even more education driven than men, if, uh, for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. my mother oh, was- my, in, all, in all areas, in all areas, Tom. Very much feels, feels that way to me. So if that's the case, um, how do you get them and how do you get their attention is really what I'm looking for. Well, you know, I think your website gives an excellent uh, couple of examples here, Tom, because um, I was looking over some of the podcasts and uh, transcripts of the podcasts that you've done in the past, and uh, I saw a couple of articles there that were uh, uh, professionals tend to very often talk about the solutions that they have. Mm-hmm. So financial advisors will say why you need a hedge fund or why you need an ETF or why you need a this or a that. And women are like, I don't need any of that. If I don't know what it is, I'm sure I don't need it. Your website had a couple of articles on there. One of them was about... Uh, employing your kids in the business, uh, hiring your kids, all right, and, and laid out in what I thought was very compelling, the, the specific benefits to the people, okay? So it's, we're not just talking about how do you maximize your money by using your kids, you know? We're talking about how you can give your kids some training opportunities. You can even give them some income that's non-taxable up to a certain point. And this is a good thing for the people all around. Now, women would love to learn about stuff like that. They don't want to learn how to reduce your taxes by taking advantage of your family members. You know what I mean? So it's a question of language a little bit. You had another one that was about vacations and how, you know, doing some work on Friday and doing some work on Monday and the way you manage your time in between. Um, and women tend to be the vacation planners for the household. So, uh, 
uh, and they will tend to make most of the decisions. So something like that, they might never have crossed their mind, but it might be something that it's like, oh, sure, that applies. You know, I can think of a way to do that. I would love to do that for my family. So the things that I'm talking about are things that affect me, my life, my family, not you have some solution that might be valuable for me and I'm just going to learn about it just in case I can figure out if it applies to me. No, I don't think so. So uh, that that is a fundamental core of the message of the message. Okay, so let me follow up on that because one of the messages that we, one of the words we use a lot, we use two words quite a bit in our messaging. One is dreams and one is legacy. So my question is, are those words, those words actually are very important to men, especially entrepreneurs, men who are entrepreneurs. Are those words important to women or what words would you substitute for those if you were marketing to a woman? I would substitute it a little bit um, because I don't think women think in, men think in terms of dreams. It's a great word, but I, as a business owner myself, have struggled with the term dreams because I and pulled towards my future, but it's not, dreams to me sounds a little bit, uh, wow, if only, or um, uh, it sounds a little bit like, if only it could be, as opposed to, this is something I'm planning for right now. So I would talk more in terms of the future of yourself and your family and your, your parents and your kids, the future of your whole extended family. Similarly with legacy, legacy is an ego-driven term. Honestly. It is, um, it you, absolutely you know? is. And uh, women in general, it is. And, and women actually are far more involved. And let's talk about high net worth uh, women, for example, or even just mass affluent. Women are far more involved in, in philanthropy or donating to causes and, and, and volunteering, frankly, but I know we're talking about donating here. So for example, something like, I don't want to say uh, 68% of JP Morgan's philanthropy clients these days are women. Um, and why is that? This is not hard to figure out. Generally, women marry men who are younger than they, who are older than they are, and uh, men have shorter lifespans. So, guess who ends up with all the money? Women. In fact, the Federal Reserve. Well, my says experience that, is they end up with all the women, the money while we're living as well. So. Well, this is true. You know, a lot of people don't realize that, Tom, because they're focusing on who earns the money mm-hmm. when you really should focus on who spends the money. Exactly. You know. Um, and, and, uh, and women almost always women spend, make 80% of the spending decisions in the U S and two thirds of our economy is based on consumer spending. So, you know, women drive the economy that is it over now, but now what's changing is that so many baby boomer women have gotten involved in working, have earned their own income. This is a real huge change versus all the women in previous history, And so women are earning their own money. And so by the time she becomes a widow, I realize this is a little extreme, but, you know, all of the money from that she's earned, that her husband earned and left to her, that his parents left to him and her parents left to her, that's all in her control now. All right. And so they generally tend to think much more about uh, supporting causes. So they don't think of it in terms of legacy. Men like to have buildings named after them on the college campuses or whatever. Men like to have a bench named after them in the village green or whatever. But for women, it's more about um, uh, helping the needy as, as it is for establishing 
my uh, my impact. And so the it's it's uh, what's the new kind of ESG? Um, what's that? Social governance, ecology. It's not it's not ecology. So it's socially responsible investing. But there's a new acronym for it now. It's ESG, and I keep forgetting what it is. But um, socially responsible investing, as you may or may not know, is enormous, grown enormously this year during the pandemic. And um, people are getting more and more interested in it, climate change, et cetera. These are, are causes that are near to women's hearts. And very often you will find that entrepreneurs, um, there's, a, there's a term that one of my clients used when they were developing an education series and it was called Beyond Success to Significance. And this really resonated with women. And it wasn't because once you have success and women think of success more in terms of enough money as opposed to as much money as possible. Um, men think as much money as possible. Women are like, I can have anything I want right now and I don't need two yachts, you know? So I have enough money. And um, now I wanna turn to really making a difference in people's lives. So instead of it being a legacy, it's more about helping, helping. So that's interesting. Um, one of the exercises that uh, I do when I teach, um, I always do an exercise on dreams right at the beginning. And it's really interesting to get people's responses because, um, and I, as I'm thinking about it now, the responses of the men are quite different from the responses of the women. Um, the men tend to focus on, because um, I have them think about where they are and who they're with and what they're doing. And you can kind of imagine what they're thinking about, you know, the, the, you know, the, the big house on the lake or, you know, uh, you know, the boat, the cars, that kind of stuff. And the women, so my favorite one was one of the women wanted to start a charity to save the bats. Okay. She says, very important, very, important. very, very, very important. They're, 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 they're very important to the environment. Like okay. bees. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. bees, right? Mm -hmm. Second only to bees as, as, as uh, according mm -hmm. to her when it comes to pollination. And then they tend to uh, focus a lot on their family. Okay, yep. having their family together. I just, I just did this a couple of weeks ago. And one of the responses was, well, we have a, an, an old family homestead um, off, you know, in, in an, on an island. And I'd like to go in and restore it and then bring all my family there. And it excludes, nice. like you said, all the extended family. So I love that, uh, the whole idea that we're really talking about significance, charity, family, uh, things mm -hmm. we all actually, even men know are really more important. It's just that men don't focus on them as much as a They don't focus on them and they don't feel as comfortable talking about them usually to men they don't know very well because mm -hmm. men are more comfortable with impersonal conversation. You look like you're recognizing all of this. Oh, I totally get all this. right. <laughs> <laughs> so women will start talking about personal stuff with other women and sometimes to men's dis dismay, to men too, exactly. but women will talk about personal stuff very quickly. Um, men uh, are more wary about revealing personal stuff because maybe they're not ahead of the other guys. And, you know, it's, they, men have a more hierarchical view of the world and they need to know a little bit more where they stand before they reveal anything. Um, but women, women will reveal it. And, and the other thing that you touched on was the extended family, because men tend to think in terms of family, but it's my immediate nuclear family, right? But when you're talking more and more, especially boomers who are in the high uh, income, high earner and the high wealth stage of their, of their lives, then more, 
of those boomer families are, are taking care of parents. So, you know, one of the things that's crazy about the financial advice industry is they're like, oh, millennials are inheriting from their boomer parents. I'm like, have you met any boomers lately? Because boomers are in their 60s and 70s and they ain't dying. It's the boomers who are inheriting from our silent generation parents. Pay attention because you're hitting up the wrong people with the wrong message here. So when you're taking care of parents, typically men give money, women give time and think about it. And when if financial people like CPAs are proactive in asking questions of women, okay, well, this is great for your household. Now, while we're here, and let me come back to while we're here in a minute, but while we're here, um, is there anything that you're, that's on your horizon in terms of financial issues for your parents, taking care of your parents? She will be the one who figures things out for her parents and his parents, all right? Mm -hmm. And if you can get in the door, and also she will be the primary figure outer for any kind of um, uh, extended family, my stepson, my, uh, as I said, disabled sister, my cousin, once her, you know, once her parents pass on, who's going to take care of my cousin who's in a, in a, in a, in a support institution or something like that. And if a financial advisor asks about those, he can identify more opportunities that that uh, he he won't come he won't come across if he just focuses on the household the way men do. Got it. You know. So um, <clears throat> another question, and then we can wrap up. But another question I have is: so if women are more, you know, willing to share personal things, um, do you find it helpful uh, for from somebody marketing to be a little more open with? Um, with more personal things and, and really than just doing, I mean, you mentioned it earlier, men feature on features, focus on features and benefits and women tend to feature focus on uh, the way I look at it is what's the re, what's the result to me and my family. Okay. And the people around me. Okay. Exactly the significance right. uh, issue. D we're finding more and more um, in general marketing that being more transparent about who you are, you know, not hiding things, that kind of stuff um, seems to be, uh, the millennials certainly seem to love that, okay? And that seems to be, you know, it's part of the whole internet generation, right? But my question is, is that something that you think per might particularly appeal to women um, where men might go, you're, you're a, you know, you're, you know, maybe you shouldn't you be sharing for me. I don't need to know about your life. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, yes, definitely. I think you put your finger on it. I do think that there is something that men have to be careful about though, when they, when they reveal uh, personal stuff, because you don't financial advisors, especially on the investment side who see their clients or should see their clients regular, you know, quite often, right. two, two, three, four times during the year. And I don't know how that works for CPAs, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I think that um, the 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 way that you the way that you reveal something um, builds the bond because men make the decision based on the product more or less. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he saved me money or he didn't save me money. He, he was smart and he knew something I didn't know or he didn't know something I didn't know. Women care about that stuff, but first they care about do I. Everybody cares about trust, Tom, but there's a difference between, uh, but women 
if they don't feel about, if I don't like the guy, if I don't like the woman, if I don't like the person I'm dealing with, we saw that in the recent election, didn't we? Oh yeah, <laughs> that came out. Um, they, that came out in the, re the recent election. I can't tell you how many women said, "I just don't like this person," and that's and that's the really primary reason they didn't vote for them. There you go. There were a lot of people who liked his policies and and thought he was doing a good job. Uh, but still recognize the women in particular. Men are more likely to go, hey, I like his policies. How, you know, I don't need to be his best friend. Women are like, no, this guy is a jerk. I don't want to work with him <laughs> and, and I don't want him making. So, so basically, you would say that, that building trust is, is just a, a critical part of that. It is a critical part. And what I started to say, I lost my track, sorry, is that a lot of times when women will, will, when you're trying to make a connection and you're trying to, me too, you know, it's a big thing mm -hmm. with women if you can right. find, oh yeah, I have, I love corgi dogs. I love corgis too, or sailing is my thing. Let's, you know, I want to, so women will tell a story sometimes about, uh, oh yeah, you know, it's really important to me that we all get a bigger boat because then the whole family can go on and I love to sail. And a, fine, a, a, a man Instead of saying, a woman will generally say something like, oh yeah, that's so fun. The whole family loves to get outdoors and the experience is la la la. Men are conditioned almost to make it a competitive statement. I love sailing too. As a matter of fact, I was just, you know, in the regatta off the Cape, you know, I'm exaggerating to make a point, but you know, oh, I love to run. You, you go jogging every day. I love to run. As a matter of fact, I'm training for the Ironman. You know, there's always a little bit of one-upmanship. If, if they got a one-up step, they will take it. And that is a kiss of death as far as women are concerned, because women are like, I'm trying to share with you and you're one-upping me, please. So you have to be careful how you share. <laughs> I, I like that. It actually reminds me of a story. I, I was with a couple of, of buddies and one of them had just bought a 53 foot boat. And the other buddy immediately says, okay, so 54 feet is my next boat. <laughs> wow. That's a great story, Tom. That is great. <laughs> so, that is, that is the way we think. Okay. So let's wrap this up. So could, could you share, if you could just say, okay, there are three things that we should always be doing to keep our our female market in mind, okay? Because we're marketing to both markets. What would what would those top three things be? Whether it's messaging or style or um, or what what would you say? Three things. Um, one is to keep the focus message the message focused on the human on the human on the family, on the people, on and learn, learn her family's names and learn something about her family. And then go a step further and ask about extended family, especially if they're older, like boomers or whatever. I guarantee you that there is extended family they there feel is. responsible for somewhere. Um, and that can create new opportunities. The second thing I guess is go and, um, you know, women are almost, invisible in some considerations. So my friend who was a trainer for an insurance company, it was training a man who had tons of uh, experience, but um, was doing this with her for the first time. So they went to a chamber of commerce meeting because that's a great place to meet entrepreneurs and stuff like that. And my friend came out and said, oh, you, you, you know, I love the way you walked up and introduced yourself to people. That's great. I did notice that you didn't talk to any of the women at the Chamber of Commerce meeting. And the man said, oh, were there women there? 
Now, he wasn't being facetious, Tom. He just literally had never crossed his mind that they might be good prospects. And you know, we, we, we say we see what we believe, but we actually, you know, we don't see when we don't believe. And so if you make the assumption that the people who are the women who are there are not good prospects for you, guess what an advantage that is for you? Absolutely. Because nobody's walking up to them trying to uh, network and get an understanding of them so that they can be a good prospect. So, so it's really, a huge opportunity. Really simply enough as pay attention to them. Exactly. So, I mean, it sounds so simple, but honestly, uh, men don't do it. The other thing I would strongly suggest is joining uh, I don't know how, joining women's organizations. So sometimes people who are interested in working with doctors or something, they will go to the local chapter meeting of the American Medical Association or the state meeting of the American Medical Association. Many of those professional groups and other groups, real estate, um, uh, have lots of women in them. And uh, I recall a certain example where I was at one of those meetings where a lot of the, most of the group was women. And I, and there were some men sitting at the table. I was the invited speaker. So I was sitting with some kind of VIPs for the meeting. And I said, oh, this is wonderful that you're here uh, speaking for this women's organization. Does it, does it feel weird for you? Because it's kind of unusual to see women come and uh, I'm sorry, to see men at this organization. And two things happen. One is that chair of the group got up and opened the meeting and said, I want to make a special welcome to our male guests here who uh, have, you know, joined us, uh, blah, blah, whatever she said about them. The second thing is, and, and so they were very welcome. Not only that, they got called out and noticed in the meeting very, very positively. Men sometimes will not go to these meetings because they're afraid that women will see them as bad word choice, but predatory. Um, that, oh, I'm just here to get your business. You know what? Women are very appreciative of that. They're like, well, finally, there's some men here who take us seriously enough and understand that we need the exact same services. So if you can join or attend a women's group organization like that, you will be welcomed. You will be appreciated. You will stand out. And if you talk the talk, namely, it's all about taking care of people. You, you mentioned your your mission it's all well aligned with that mission if you talk about things that women care about which are human benefits and features you are golden it is a wonderful opportunity for male cpas well thank you so much marty barletta and uh what's the best way to reach you or find out more about all these i mean you've got a whole wealth of information and it's been amazing to have you on uh what's the best way to uh, find out more you know, I think the best way is probably my YouTube channel. Um, I have 50, 60 something videos, short videos on there, you know, similar three to one to five minute videos, kind of stuff like that, and talk about specific individual principles. And they're very easy. There's nothing, there's nothing hard or scary or walking on eggshells about working with women. You, I think men are worried that, oh, I'm going to say the wrong thing. And these days there's such hypersensitivity sometimes. Um, no, as long as you, you know, don't call her honey or dear and um, talk to her about human benefits and say that you're really interested in learning more about women entrepreneurs because there's such a great opportunity. If you say that, boom, they get it. You've got the right attitude. And right there, you have an advantage because she's thinking, I like this guy.
That's awesome. Thank you, Marty Barletta. Um, My pleasure. And remember everyone that when you, when you actually pay attention in your marketing and you actually focus on knowing that there's not just men out there, there are women out there and they actually are, uh, it's a fastest growing, as I understand, the fastest growing uh, segment of the market. And on top of that, they're accounting for 80% of the spending anyway. Um, why wouldn't you do that? Because when you do that, you're always gonna end up with way better clients way uh, way better practice and let's face it a way better life thanks and we'll see you next time thanks Marty. thanks so much tom this is truly a pleasure enjoyed talking with you you've been listening to the wealth ability for cpa show better clients better practice better life to learn more go to wealthability.com This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.